0: What a great day this is. I tell you, it's a wonderful thing to be a mom. I tell you, it forever changed my life for the better. And uh, you know, I learned early on, mainly from my mother-in-law, that if you spank those kids hard enough, they'll behave. (laughs) Because she told me I was not spanking them hard enough, so I said, all right, that changed our lives. I don't know what my kids thought about it, but it helped me. Amen. God is so good. I want to talk to you today, of course, about moms, because um, our old pastor that raised us up in the Lord, he said, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, and that really is true. That really is true. You have a divine purpose to raise up godly children that will go on after you and raise up godly children. I mean, all you have to do is look at our world today. We need more godly children. So I encourage you and I say Happy Mother's Day to you all. Have you ever noticed the word mom when it's upside down is wow? It's what I'm talking about. Amen. (laughs) Some things moms have said. One of my friends is pregnant, and I am really excited, not for the baby, but because she's one of my skinniest friends. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Logic. If you fall off that swing and break your neck, you cannot go to the store with me. Has your mother ever said that to you? (laughs) Humor. When the lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. Justice, one day, you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. Then you'll see what it's like. <laughs> Amen. My favorite. Texting acronyms can stump even the best parents. Mom, your great aunt just passed away. LOL. Son, why is that funny? Mom, it's not funny, David. What do you mean? Mom, LOL means laughing out loud. Mom, I thought it meant lots of love. I have to call everybody back. (laughs) Amen. My co-worker at the hotel was miserable at his job and was desperately searching for a new one. Why don't you work for your mother, I suggested. He shook his head. I can't. He said, her company has a very strict policy against hiring relatives. Well, who made up that ridiculous rule? My mother. (laughs) Amen. And last, a little girl asked her mother, how did the human race appear? The mother answered, God made Adam and Eve, and they had children, and so was all mankind made. Two days later, the girl asked her father the same question. The father answered, many years ago, there were monkeys from which the human race evolved. The confused girl returned to her mother and said, mom, how is it possible that you tell me the human race started with God and dad says they developed from monkeys? Her mother said, well, dear, it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family and he told you about his side. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. Isn't it fun to laugh and have a good time in church? I want to talk to you today about three unnamed mothers in the Bible. And the first one is the widow of Zarephath. And it's in 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. 8 through 24 and once again 1 Kings 8 through 24 and the word of the Lord came unto him saying that is Elisha arise get thee to Zarephath which belongs, belongeth to Zidon and dwell there behold I have commanded a widow there to sustain thee So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal and a barrel, a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. That does not sound good. But God. (laughs) And Elisha said to her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and thy son for thus saith the lord god of israel the barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the lord sendeth rain upon the earth and she went and did according to the saying of elijah and she said and she and he and her house did eat many days and the barrel of meal wasted not neither did the cruse of oil fail according to the word of God which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said to Elijah, what have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou coming to me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into the loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come again unto him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down to the chamber into the house, and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Don't allow the love of your child to interfere with your faith. As mothers, I know that that can be a struggle. When we see our children struggling, we want to fix it our way, but we have to have faith in God. My daughter called me this morning to tell me Happy Mother's Day. And she told me that my grandson was throwing up. And I, you know, she, he's, he's real funny because he, she's told him it's a bug. And he lays in there and he goes, Jesus, just get this bug out of me. He doesn't know what to do. And I told her, I said, you tell him to start thanking God for that bug getting out of him. And so she said she did. That's what mothers, we we just want to fix it. But we have to have faith in God. Don't lose your faith in God at the crying of your children. I mean, it's, it's not the thing to do. Keep faith. Keep your faith. Obey the word of God. You know, they never think it's a good idea to get a spanking. And they don't even like to hear, not right now. And they sure don't like to hear, no. But they will reap the benefits of your faith if you continue to stay in faith. This boy lived because his mom lived by faith. And after he died, he lived again because of the faith of his mother. Not everyone understands this, but nothing impacts a woman like an emotionally negative thing happening to her child that's why god gave us this walk of faith that's why he gave this to you so that during these times your faith overrides all the circumstances that you're looking at so remember your future and their future relies upon this amen all right the shunammite woman these names are so crazy (laughs) It cracks me up when I watch the news and they say agaboodi, yada, yada, whatever. (laughs) These are the craziest names and towns. Anyway, all right, 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. Is it all right to preach, see the word of God and read it? Amen. All right, 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. We're going to read quite a bit of scripture here. 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem. There was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, which is what we have here. Amen. Amen. In our church, we've got a little chamber back here for the men of God that come and stay. I pray thee on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he cometh to us, he shall turn in thither. I know I read the King James, that's what I like. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he returned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken to for the king or to to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child. And her husband is old and he said call her and when he had called her she stood in the door and he said about this season according to the time of life thou shalt embrace a son and she said nay my Lord thou man of God do not lie unto thine handmaid and the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life hang on and when the child was grown it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out and she called unto her husband and said send me i pray one of the young men and one of the asses that i may run to the man of god and come again and he said wherefore wilt thou go to him uh, today it is neither new moon nor sabbath and she said it shall be well then she saddled an ass and said to their servant drive and go forward slack not thy riding for me except i bid thee in other words go fast amen So she went and came into the man of God to Mount Carmel, and it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar, afar off, he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say to her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. That's faith. <laughs> like I've never seen. I mean, this woman's child has just died, and she said it is well. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say Do not deceive me. Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins and take my staff in thine hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them, and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him, and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. And when Elisha came into the house, behold, the child was dead, and laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up, and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, and his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands, and stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up, and stretched himself upon him, and the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her. And when she was coming to him, he said, take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. What a day. Even though you know your children are a gift from God. Don't we all know that? That they are the most precious gift that God gives us. It doesn't immune them from attacks. And as we all know, that's the truth. And it doesn't immune them from trouble. It doesn't immune them from the cares of this world, the deadly dangers that are out there. But there is a God who is on your side as a mother. Remember the source of every blessing you have ever had. Where did they come from? They came from God. Every blessing you have ever received that is a good blessing, it came from him. Remember, that's where all your blessings come from. The lad cried, my head, my head, and came to what he believed was his source, his father. And his father sent him to what he believed was his source, the mother. But the mother took him to what she knew was her source, the house that she had built for the man of God, her offering that she had sacrificed to build for the man of God. This is where she wanted the man of God to find him. The offering was still in place, but the offering had gone wrong, dead. She lays the boy there for the man of God to see that his end of the deal had fallen apart. Her end of the deal was still there. You don't have to plead with the Lord. You don't have to beg him. Your father, the end of the deal is still in place. And you let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in Jesus who rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wilma Rudolph was the first American, Afri- African American to win the three gold medals in the Olympics. It was 1960 and she was number 20 in a family of 22. She had been afflicted with polio and had to wear a brace on her leg until she was nine years old. When asked by the reporters how she went from wearing a brace to winning three gold medals, she answered, the doctors told me I would never walk, but my mother said I would. I believed my mother. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Your faith will work for your kids. It will bring them out of their troubles no matter what they face. They will let them see your faith rise up and believe God, and they will rise up and believe God. They may act like they're not listening, but they hear your faith in God. What you say about them, and two, will have great impact, life-altering impact. Next, the Gentile mother. Thankful for the Gentiles. Hallelujah. All right. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Are you getting anything out of this? (laughs) Amen. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I didn't understand that years ago why he said that. But he was called to the Jews. He wasn't called to the Gentiles. So he was saying the right thing. Amen. But he answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. I love this statement. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman. Great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt." And her daughter was made whole from that very hour forth. How well your children fare is not dependent upon your social status, your background, your racial background, your educational background, your religious background, your religious upbringing, Mom, I have good news for you today. Raising kids and getting them to where they need to be, where they need to be released from the devil's clutches is a simple matter of believing God. Just believe God. Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith that believes even when you are unworthy, the God of the universe will hear your prayers That believes even when you are not on the list of those invited to the party, amen. That believes when the test comes back not good. That believes when you feel like an outcast. That believes when that kid brings home another bad report card. And that believes when you find out he's doing drugs. That believes when the kid gets thrown in jail. That believes when there is no reason to believe. This is the kind of faith that moves God to act on your part. I guess what I'm saying to you today, Mom, on Mother's Day is have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And have faith In God, amen, that's our key is to have faith in him because he's our answer to everything. I'm gonna end on a light note. If you have spent your adult life trying to live up to the mothering standard set in the 31st chapter of Proverbs, (laughs) and I know some of you have, I tried it. You might as well just go ahead and take up permanent residence in the I-can't-quite-measure-up lane. (laughs) I have a sneaky suspicion that this woman was either a composite sketch of several stellar women, a wishful hope, or a case of one woman's mistakenly believing in her own press kit. The intro to that chapter of Proverbs states that these are the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. Webster defines this sort of oracle as a person giving wise or authoritative decisions or opinions. I would amend to say that this was likely a mother hoping that the girls her boy her son was dating would read this (laughs) because they can't measure up to it. Regardless, we are left with the impression that this sort of mother is the approved standard version. Family-centered, good businesswoman, great cook, generous, prepared, discreet, praiseworthy, wise, and beautiful. (laughs) If she was indeed a real woman, all things to all people, and extraordinarily perfect, then I'm just glad we didn't have the chance to meet. She could have never considered me to be a part of her potential friend pool, I promise you. This is precisely why I am so glad that the Bible gives us pictures of other kinds of mothers, the ones that cause us to nod our head to affirm the phrase, if you can't be a good example, you'll just have to be a horrible warning, (laughs) amen. There are many other moms in God's word, but these are the sampling of the good, the bad, and the downright bizarre. Eve, the original mother, more specifically of Cain, Abel, and Seth, and several unnamed children. I guess we are to commence in chronological order if we were to. We would have to begin with Eve, the mother of us all, and she was the woman who made the monumental, mind-blowing, affects everybody, forever, mistake. So she probably deserves a bad rap she gets. But it wasn't like there were any other women there to tell her. She didn't have a mother. Maybe she was just the first to partake of the fruit because she was the only one who could remember where that tree was. I mean, women know where stuff is. Amen. Amen. You have to feel a little bit of sympathy for the girl who didn't have a mother to ask about how things were for her back in the day. When the kids had a temperature or were teething, she just had to figure it out on her own. But then again, nobody could look at her and tell her that she was doing it wrong because there would never been anybody else before her. So, And sure, she got us into epidurals, but she had the mother of all heartache too. Her sons were involved in the first homicide without Nintendo and violence on TV to blame. She was the first mother to bury her child. Sarah, mother of Isaac. Now, this is the mom who gives hope to everyone who waits a long time to get on the mommy track. No, she didn't try. Her womb, just wasn't on, her womb was just on a different biological clock. And God made a promise to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And this led Sarah to believe that she would be the mother of many nations. I mean, it's a logical conclusion, right? When that wasn't happening, as mothers do in a timely manner, she decides to do her own thing so so to speak. So she gave her handmaiden, Hagar, as her maternal stunt double. This resulted in a child, but not the child. When the messenger of the Lord told Abraham that it really would be Sarah that was going to to deliver the promised baby, Sarah overheard it and laughed and promptly got in trouble. But if you were her age, you would have laughed too. I mean, let's face it, girl, this girl's way beyond the biological clock ticking. As Dr. Holler says, it's Ben. <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> Bong! <laughs> so. <laughs> Sarah is a sister who could laugh at her late start with motherhood knowing that good things come to those that wait. Isn't that the truth? Rebecca. Rebecca. I love Rebecca, kind of. Mother of Jacob and Esau. Listen up, mothers. For every mom who has ever had the temptation to play favorites with her children, pay attention to Rebecca. She didn't just play favorites. She schemed and connived and was an accessory to one of the biggest daddy dupes in all of history. It it says in plain scripture that Isaac loved Esau because he was an outdoorsman, but Rebekah loved Jacob. This kind of favoritism does not bode well for a family. When the lines are drawn and it is obvious who is thick with whom, life can get very messy. I've seen it myself. Not because I was favoring anyone, but... I've seen mothers do that, and that's pretty rough. Rebecca was in collusion, which she came up with the idea, not Jacob, to take the birthright from his older brother. I'm sure she rationalized that it wasn't such a bad thing since the twin boys were just born moments apart. So, but her hand in making Jacob trick his father was her way of thumbing her nose at the order of things and to diss her dying husband. Turns out that his family's, Rift lasted for a long time. It's still lasting. Rebecca reminds us that it is a dangerous thing to use maternal power for manipulation. Bathsheba, mother of Solomon. Bathsheba was well named as it was her bathing that attracted the attention of David. Their illicit affair resulted in the birth of a son. And David tried for some damage control by sending her husband out to war, back to the house, hoping for a copulation cover-up, and then out to the front lines to get killed. He was amazing. We can't make this stuff up. And we think we have seriously evil plots in our current movies. Well, David got his wish. Bathsheba's husband was killed in battle, and David thought he had gotten away with it. No. Nathan showed up, the prophet, and confronted him, and David repented bitterly. But we never really hear how it all affected Bathsheba. Their sin is well documented and effects of David's household long lasting. However, a son was born from their union, and Solomon turned out to be a peaceable ruler whose wisdom was legendary. Bathsheba's motherhood gives women hope that regardless of the circumstances surrounding your pregnancy and the birth of your child, God can redeem the situation. And you never know, you might just have the wisest person ever on the planet staring back at you from that high chair. Amen. Jacobed, this is the mother of Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. If there ever was a mom whose life could have made a great screenplay for a movie, a Lifetime for Women movie, it would be Jacobed. You just have to give it up for her and the midwives, who in their act of civil disobedience allowed Moses to be born. Those midwives were asked by the Pharaoh why they were not killing the boy babies when they were born as commanded. They replied the, hem- the Hebrew women were too vigorous, and they were popping out those babies before we could get there. Thus, baby Moses was born, but had to be sent down the river, literally, with his sister serving as the lookout, only to be pulled out of the water by the daughter of Pharaoh, who secured the services of Moses' biological mom, to nanny him. Talk about a movie script material, oh wait, they've already done that, okay. Anyway, Moses' mom shows us that the determination and ingenuity of a desperate mother can result in surprising circumstances. And last, Mary, mother of Jesus. Talk about your own personal EPT. Early, and it was accurate, and it came from an angel. That angelic visitation definitely qualifies for a good thing. But the favored favored girl had to have some concerns because unwed mothers back then were stoned to death. But I'm sure she was relieved to find out that the angel had given her beau, Joseph, the same message. And yes, she was going to give birth to the divine gift of heaven, and aren't we forever grateful? But as a mother knows, with children comes work. She had to change baby Jesus' diapers, soothe him as he teethed, teach him to walk, clean up his skinned knees. She had to cook the meals and wash his clothes and do all the things that moms do for their children. It's interesting the places we see Mary pop up in the Gospels. For an example, at the temple, sending out an APB for her son. I believe I might have grounded Jesus, even if he did tell me he was about his father's business. But no such reaction from Mary. Mary's was when she was, uh, another of my favorite mother moments of Mary's was when she was at the wedding feast. Don't you love this? I wish I could have been a fly on the wall, because I would have loved to have seen the eye contact between mother and son. Anyway, when Jesus seemed to refuse to come through the way she knows he can, she goes around him and tells the servants, whatever he says, do, you do it. And Jesus does the miracle. Amen. And the, then we see Mary at the crucifixion. You know, disciples may scatter, followers may be in hiding, but a mother stays when the rest leave. The world walks away. In fact, Mary is the rich tapestry of real motherhood. A lot of excitement followed by years of work and moments of intense pain. But through it all, mothers are there. These moms in the Bible reveal to us that mother love is fierce and stubborn to a fault, even wrong headed sometimes. We do the right things. For the wrong reasons and the wrong things because we know they need our help when you look at the moms in the bible say a silent prayer of thanks that these women are included alongside the oracles of lemuel in proverbs 31 to bring snapshots of reality and spiritual caution cones to our journey happy mother's day mothers